The Grower Calling, Canada's go-to horticulture podcast for the latest industry news. We're picking up the phone and talking to farmers to discuss topics impacting them and their farm business. This podcast is proudly sponsored by BASF, We Create Chemistry. The spring of 2020 has been like no other. The COVID-19 pandemic and the partial shutdown of borders have tested the mettle of growers. They need international seasonal workers for planting and pruning, and their arrival schedules have been delayed. In Ontario's Norfolk County, the procedures have been complicated by the Public Health Unit's medical officer. He exceeded provincial and federal guidelines, declaring that only three workers per bunkhouse, regardless of size, would be allowed for the 14-day quarantine. I'm Karen Davidson, editor of The Grower. Today I'm speaking with Brett Schuyler, who has decided to appeal that ruling in a case that will be heard the week of May 25th. Hi, Brett here. Uh, Good morning, Brett. You are in a situation that no one could have predicted three months ago. Can you describe the effects on your farm? Yeah, it's uh, certainly been frustrating. Um, We have uh, have bunkhouses sitting empty right now to to have them available for quarantining. And, uh, and meanwhile, we're increasing the number of the people who are here in non-quarantine bunkhouses uh, and uh, making it more difficult to manage the COVID-19 risk. Um, you know, farmers are, are terrified of getting a COVID-19 outbreak. Um, and, that's, and that's understandable. Um, you know, but, but we're scared of the farm being shut down, scared of the media attention. Uh, we're confused. We have a job to do. We need to produce food. We are an essential business. And you look around and other businesses um, get confirmed cases of COVID-19. And they continue to operate and they manage through it because it's important they continue doing what they're doing. I do not understand why farming is in the spotlight here. Um, we just want to keep focusing on, 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 what, on uh, producing food, and, uh, and, and doing everything possible to minimize the effects of COVID-19. Brett, can you tell us a little bit about your farm? For those who don't know Schuyler Farms, can you tell us about your crops and the number of workers that you uh, normally employ? Yeah, in our farm operation, there's been a lot of changes over the last, uh, last year here and that, but we're, we're, uh, main crops are apples, sour cherries, corn, soybeans, asparagus, and we have sheep as well. Our big labor crops are the are the apples and the asparagus, and then the uh, sour cherries um, require quite a bit of labor as well. And um, we were planning to, uh, by the end of this year to have oh, about 220-plus um, workers picking the apple crop, and that's our, that's our busiest time of year. Yeah. And what is your situation right now in terms of uh, the number of workers that you do have and, and what your needs are for, for right now, which is uh, end of May? Yeah, so we've adapted a bit at this point. So we, um, our asparagus acreage, we've cut down significantly. So we had uh, 90 to 100 acres of asparagus and we're, we've cut that back to 20. Um, so that... So that's reduced our need for a lot of labor, and that's kind of sailed our pruning season. We 
we we just didn't do the job we wanted to do and um and we'll try to play catch up next year uh so those were a lot of our early on busy things that we needed the labor for and that that that's kind of sailed our next big challenge will be will be in uh, at cherry time in july and then most importantly at apples when we we need all hands on deck so thanks for that background maybe you can tell us now uh why you at Skylar Farms have decided to hire legal advice. Um, what's the procedure you're undertaking and, and that you'll be entering into uh, the last week of May? Yeah, we, we hired legal advice because we see that our industry is being crippled. Uh, there's ourselves, but it's, it's, it's the Norfolk County, Ontario's garden. Uh, seeing the effect this is having on farms, farm families, farm workers, and that's why we that's why we seek legal advice on this. We we tried to communicate directly with the medical officer of health. It failed. Uh, there's no there's no correspondence there. There's no communication. And and as as I saw it, the only option was to appeal this order uh, within the 15 day time frame. And uh, so we hired a lawyer and and appealed the order. Um, the fear was if we didn't appeal within those 15 days. Uh, then it'd just be game over, and uh, we'd never see see an end to it. To your point, that there was no expiration date on that uh, on that uh, special order in uh, Haldeb and Norfolk. Correct. Well, this is uh, quite an exercise that you're going into. Uh, let's be clear for you know, for people who uh, hear that you're hiring legal advice. It may sound like you're suing uh, the medical officer of health. That that's not the case. It's actually uh, you're going in front of the Ontario Health Services Appeal and Review Board. Uh, can you describe a little bit of uh, what that process is and, and some of the elements of preparation for it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we're not suing the medical officer of health uh, by any means, and that he has a job to do. So we're not suing. It's an appeal process because we believe that the decision is having more negative than positive and um and that's what the appeal process is there for so you know as far as preparing for this i'm trying to farm and keep this business going um this is taking up a lot of time but my main priority is keeping the farm going uh, we have a very simple argument uh, basically the rest of ontario is quarantining to the federal and provincial rules where six foot spacing must be maintained uh, we get that. That makes sense. Here in Norfolk, we have to quarantine to a max of three per house. So if we have a house designed for 50 people, it can house around 20 people under the federal provincial rules. They have that group of 20 that go through the two-week quarantine. In Norfolk, that's now three people in there. It doesn't make sense. It hasn't been explained to us. It's really crippled the ability to bring workers up uh, and it also it causes you to not be able to to best utilize your accommodation for minimizing the risk of COVID-19 because you, you're trying to keep as many open as possible for for quarantining so yeah just other uh, other questions on that mm -hmm. so there, there's certainly a, a lot at stake for your farm but uh, what are other growers in your area experiencing um uh, during this period so the main reason we went to this appeal there's the effect on our farm 
but the main reason is the effect that this is having on our whole county. Um, it's it it's it, it's crippling in that, and the the support from peers and the industry has been absolutely absolutely overwhelming on this one because uh, anyone who's bringing up labor is hurt from this. So I would just say that that's the main drive is seeing what this is doing to our community. Um, I have no doubt at all that farm businesses will go under from this. I have no doubt that less food is going to be produced and that many, many of these workers are going to lose their only source of income. There's um, a lot of people don't understand that the connection between the, uh, you know, we call the farm, farm family, the workers and that. So for me growing up, I live on the farm and I go out to the bunkhouse to play. I mean, this is everybody's around me, and I grow up. Um, this is my farm family. This is uh, so you have people that have been coming up for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, and what you're also seeing here is their career is coming, you know, potentially to an end. You're getting phone calls from them about how um, they don't have the support that we have here. They're not getting a government check to sit at home. They want to come up, and you know that there's people that the jobs the jobs not here potentially because of because of some of these these policies so and when you and Brett when you say coming up you're talking about Mexico you're talking about Jamaica yeah the the different countries in the in the program are Mexico Jamaica and then the Eastern Caribbean um, right now the only country that's not traveling is Trinidad and that gets into a, a whole nother story which is uh, um, yeah a whole nother story there but um, and there's just a lot of lives being being impacted from this and and I, I get it it's a pandemic but we're going what how can we minimize some of this devastation is uh is some of the goal here so when we talk about some of the other growers in the county i've heard that uh they're making decisions to to only harvest say half of their asparagus crop or they're making decisions not to plant cauliflower at all um is that is that uh, what you're experiencing? Is that what you're uh, witnessing in the county? That's what I'm seeing. There's, uh, I've seen different farms that are going. Let's take the plunge and plant our crops, and I and and hope that we can get the labor. And then I see other ones that say we're not going to get the labor. Let's just let's just let's not do this from the get go because um, they don't see any hope for getting getting that labor. Uh, so those are the those 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 are two things that I see with with other farmers in the county and um and not that are happening right now so what do you hope the outcome will be for this uh, hearing uh, next week yeah so a lot of damage has been done here but I think there's still a lot to save so ultimately the outcome that I want is for our farm community and our health unit to work together to best manage this pandemic uh, the situation has turned into a fight between farmers and the health unit, and I really think this is tragic. Uh, you know, we need to put our pride on the shelf and start working together to ensure that we produce as much food as possible while protecting our community and workforce as best as possible. So that's um, that's what I'd like to see, and I and maybe that sounds a little too simple, but um, it's disgusting what's happening here right now, where we're it really does feel like uh, pitting the community against each other over this issue 
And I don't know how we can't just get it back to going, we need to produce as much food as possible while protecting our community and workforce as best as possible. So even if this ruling is overturned, will it be too late to salvage the, the growing season? There's a lot that can't be salvaged, but I still think that there's a lot that can be salvaged. So asparagus, we're not going to fix that. That's uh, that, that, that ship has sailed. Um, I do see farmers that are planting the crops in the hope to get the labor here and uh, some of those later summer crops. And I see hope there in that because they are putting it in the ground. It hasn't been terminated yet. But, I mean, that's a, there's a lot of hoping and praying going on there. So anything we can do to get more confidence in the farmer, to, know, to, go, to feel that they're going to get labor, um, I think there's a lot that can be saved, and I and I really don't want to, I don't want to experience this uh, this uh, a lack of food and and all this, and I don't know what what this fall is going to be like, but I tell you, it scares the hell out of me. Well, we can uh, wish you the very best, and uh, hope that that virtual hearing is is going to go well. It's going to take a lot of your time uh, the week of May 25th. Be well. Yeah. No. Thank you very much, Karen. Is there an industry topic you'd like covered? Leave a comment, like our podcast, and share on social. Remember, if your phone rings, it could be the grower calling.